What's up, creepies? What's up, low? Hi, what's going on? I am freezing right now. That's what's going on with me. I'm freezing and I'm falling asleep at the computer due to Benadryl. <laughs> so I'm She's the cold heart snake. <laughs> yep. So I'm all over Looking the place. To her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, no i get it i get cold super easy you know that yeah every should... time you come over i'm the first one to, when we're watching a movie like wrapped up in my blanket do you need a blanket you're, usually you're like no i'm good i'm like are you sure i have yeah. plenty of blankets <laughs> if you were in my house right now you would probably be shivering but but it's weird because i i read the thermostat and it says 74 which is not cold at all but i'm like freezing I hope you're not getting sick. I don't think so. Because like all day, the reason I took the Benadryl is because I was having like sinus pressure and my ears were popped and I was having a little bit of a headache. But the Benadryl helped. So like that all went away. It just made me like real loopy. <laughs> you know, so at any second, her head might hit the keyboard and we might just lose her. Yeah. And, and then, then you just take over from there, Lo. If she does, I'll just take over and, you know, sign us out later. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That would take a very um, fun and interesting turn, I would say. <laughs> I would have to try to um, quickly see if I could turn the camera on to record and make it a YouTube session. Oh, my God. The drool. <laughs> Whenever I have <laughs> my head on the laptop. Whenever I take Benadryl, I always drool when I sleep. I usually don't drool like at all. But like when I take Benadryl, like. It, it just like drips down my face. Oh, that's that's so sexy to share with people. <laughs> I would, and I'm looking, I look crazy right now also. So it would just be the cherry on top. <laughs> Are you guys getting that? She's painting a pretty picture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know how good, you know, mixing the wine with the Benadryl <laughs> would be. <laughs> I want to say what's up to Dax, but I don't know if I want him to hear this episode now. I know. I'm like totally making it a downer. <laughs> oh my gosh. But we are drinking yellowtail Moscato. Um, she might just have a couple tiny sips just to, just to be a, a trooper, but we get it. We get it. You can just sip on your Benadryl. Yeah. If I, I feel like if I had a whole entire glass of wine after taking a Benadryl, like I would definitely pass out on this laptop. <laughs> it would not be good. <laughs> I, I remember seeing a story still talking, you know, about Benadryl, <laughs> but a girl told like, you know how people do story times on YouTube or whatever. She got high off Benadryl before and I could totally see how that would happen. I got high off Midol once. It was an experience not on purpose not on purpose just to clarify <laughs> i had horrible cramps and i took too much mitol because it just wasn't working and my cramps never went away but i was indeed high and uh yeah i wouldn't recommend wouldn't recommend that for anybody <laughs> you're the only person in my life that I've, has ever heard that got high off of mitol so <laughs> I did Google it because I was like, am I high right now? Like, I feel like I'm high right now. And I was Googling and people have said that they have gotten high off of it before. So at least I'm not completely alone, but I, I do think I'm in a, in a minority there. 
<laughs> oh, 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 sorry, there's something we have to address before you record this or tell your story. We're already recording. Um, <laughs> so I, when we watched um, Cloverfield, yeah, there T.J. Miller plays the doofus. Yes, Hud, Hud, the camera guy. Yes. yes, and my husband had told me. He's like, oh, yeah, that guy's known to be a real asshat. Like, he's kind of blacklisted from a lot of actors. No one wants to work with him. He's just a D-bat. You know, like, all this stuff, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I never really heard of him, like, too much, you know? Apparently, he's from the Deadpool series with Ryan. Okay, okay. Well, I was watching my Snapchat. You know how they got the little news clippets of different. Oh, yeah. On like the Explore page or whatever. Yeah. And you know how your phones hear what you talk about in the world. Because obviously, how was it a coincidence that that this popped up? But it said TJ Miller refuses to work with Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Really? You think that's really how it went down? He went on to say how um ryan reynolds kind of got snobby and um by him getting famous from deadpool the money went to his head and he's just a jerk and um he purposely made jokes to make tj miller look stupid um when they weren't recording and he just doesn't think that he needs to do that character anymore i mean it's been like 10 years now so um he wishes ryan all the best of luck but he you know go ahead and make a deadpool 3 i mean that's cool but like all the stuff and he was just like going on and on and on i'm like uh no you did not oh my god go after ryan you know how I feel, dude, dude. You know how I feel. Like, yeah. Like, and like that's... nobody ever complains about Ryan Reynolds. You never ever. hear any. Yeah. You never hear any bad stories about him. So the fact that already, you know, like your husband had heard bad things about this TJ Miller guy, which I have seen him in a few different comedy films. Um, And it kind of makes me sad because I always thought he was so funny. Like, like he was in Office Christmas Party. Um, He was in uh, another Tina Fey all movie uh i can't think of what it is at this moment but he always was so funny so the fact like to learn that he's such an asshole um is disappointing and yeah why come after ryan reynolds nobody comes after him so clearly you're the problem and not him mr tj miller back off okay and honestly i think ryan told him like yeah no we're done no more business together i don't like you Probably not like that. It was probably something a lot cooler. <laughs> and I think he's trying to hurry up and say it before Ryan says anything. Because Ryan probably wouldn't even say anything. He's probably just like, yeah, I'm probably just not going to work with this guy no more, but let's not make a big deal about it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because the point of running to the press about it. And this guy's probably trying to like, oh, no, 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 no. I said it first. It's kind of like when you get fired, but you're like, no, I quit. I didn't get fired. Like, exactly. Bro. Yeah, got fired. 
no, 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 no. I quit before they could fire me. Okay. Yeah, clearly he has, like, a pride issue is what it's sounding like. And he just wants to make, like, he wants to, like, villainize Ryan. He's probably just, honestly, he's probably jealous of Ryan's career. And, like, Ryan's obviously Deadpool, so he's, like, the star of the show. I don't even remember. I mean, I, I, I'm I going to be honest. I'm so sorry, but I only saw the first Deadpool. Um, and I don't remember TJ Miller in it, but. Um, I guess he played a bartender. Okay, so yeah, like, sorry, bro, but you're not that important in that franchise, so Ryan does not need you, and clearly you know that, and you're insecure about that, so that's why he's going after him. Yeah. Don't like it. I mean, do you want to compare resumes? I mean... Let's do it, (laughs) because Ryan will win every time. (laughs) He's free guy, okay? Right? Oh my gosh. I just watched... um... The proposal actually and i'm just i haven't seen that movie in years i hadn't sat down and watched it and i'm just like oh, i love him in this movie he's just so good oh i do i love that movie too i probably cry right now because miss betty white that's my favorite I... scene of yes. all movies i think to the window to the wall to the structure down my balls oh you bitches girl <laughs> we were chanting balls that's what came to the heart oh such a good scene iconic iconic oh but yeah yeah so no um thank you for bringing that to our attention because that is very upsetting and i wish we knew that when we talked about because i think when we talked um what two episodes ago when we were doing the cloverfield I think I was like kind of praising him. So now I'm like, mm, I want to take that back because now I know all this about him. <laughs> you know, Sandra Bullock is super tight with Ryan Reynolds. Come on. Yeah. Then, you know, he's an amazing guy because Sandra Bullock is fucking incredible. <laughs> right. And I want to be friends with her. Yes. So Sandra, if you're listening, call us. Call us. Come on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Talk shit about TJ Miller with us. <laughs> we'll do an episode about speed. Yeah, yeah exactly. horror movie I think she's done. <laughs> hey, I'm down. <laughs> the net. Let's go watch the net. Oh my god, amazing. Okay, well we probably should get into it because like people are turning off right now. All right, guys. So <laughs> this is a tale, um, about a fellow named Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's a murderer. Now, I know what you're thinking, that what Lo just said, that's what you're thinking. (laughs) Wait, he he didn't get murdered. So, Kevin Bacon, different guy, okay? Kevin Bacon, not to be confused with Kevin Bacon. Exactly. You can have a sigh of relief because it is not the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Bacon. I said he was just on Dax, so that would have been really quick. And yeah. I'd be like, good for you for getting the story that fast. Yeah, I would have been, <laughs> I would have gotten the scoop. Um, <laughs> but no, different, different Kevin Bacon. Um, My sister had actually sent me an article and, you know, I won't say like the title of the article because then that'll spoil the entire story. But um, <laughs> I saw Kevin Bacon and I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, Kevin Bacon, I thought he was still alive. I'm like, Kevin Bacon died? And then I like was actually reading the article and I'm like, oh, different, different Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Different guy. Thank you. 
Thank you, Caitlin Keene, for the um, yes, the recommendation. recommendation. Shout out to you, sister. Um, Mr. King. Mr. King. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is the story of Mark Lantusinski and Kevin Bacon. Um, so this all happened in December of 2019. So just uh, just a few years ago, not too long ago. Um, 25-year-old Kevin Bacon from good old Michigan, shout out to our hometown. Um, he went missing on Christmas Eve. Soon after he was missing, his father, Carl Bacon, reported him missing to the police. He said his son was supposed to come over for breakfast around 9 a.m. on Christmas Day, but he never showed up. I always get so sad when it's like, I mean, it's sad anyways, obviously, when people go missing or something happens to them in general. But when it's like on holidays, like such as Christmas, it just like makes it even more sad because it's like every year people have to be reminded of this on a day that's supposed to be so happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it just makes it uh, makes it sad. Um, So friends and family were searching all over searching fields wooded areas um in the swartz creek area in michigan like all just on a hunt trying to find kevin now michigan state police confirmed that the 25 year old kevin was found dead the morning of saturday december 28th so the search was about three days long that everyone was looking for him. Um, and he was at a house in Bennington Township in Shiawassee County. Police arrested a 50-year-old man of Bennington Township on an open murder charge, police confirmed. Um, and I guess open murder contains both first and second degree murder. Um, so kind of just playing both the fields there uh if you would like to know the difference between first and second degree murder go back and listen to last week's episode where low kind of breaks it down for us if you don't already know um but there was a quick little plug there to to listen to last week's episode what can i say you're welcome <laughs> amazing <laughs> my other man <laughs> yeah yeah your two loves <laughs> um so police did not disclose any additional details like quickly after you know he was found um you know such as how they discovered bacon how he was killed or his association if any with the suspect um so there was a lot of information under wraps a lot of people didn't know exactly what was going on including his family and friends um they were just, you know, kind of still investigating before they released any type of information. I'm just in shock about the whole thing, um, said Michelle Myers, who was Kevin's close friend and roommate. She said it was just hard to she said it's just hard to process right now, which I'm sure, you know, like I can't imagine if you went missing. And then literally a few days later like found dead in someone's house like I just my brain honestly cannot process what emotion you know obviously emotions would be sad and like numb but I just can't even like 
fathom that thinking about it. Myers previously told M Live that she was the last person to see Kevin alive on December 24th, which was the day that he went missing. She said that Kevin told her around 5 p.m. that he was meeting up with a man that he'd met on Grindr, um, which is a dating app for gay men. Um, so I don't know if he was, you know, going to meet up for like a hookup type thing or if he was expecting a date. I don't know exactly the situation, but um, he supposedly had, you know, matched with this person on the dating app and they had a little bit of communication and decided to meet up that night. So at about 6.12 p.m., Kevin texted Myers saying that he was going to be out for a while and he wasn't sure when he'd be back. Um, But he said that he was having fun um, and, you know, basically don't wait up for me because I'm out having a good time and um, just letting you know. So when Kevin didn't show up to his father's Christmas Day breakfast the next morning um, after, you know, hours had gone by and his dad hadn't heard from him, he never showed up, he talked to other people and nobody else had heard from him. Um, his dad called police reinforcement um, to help locate where Kevin would be. Uh, so on December 25th, Carl said that he met up with police in Swartz Creek and later found his son's car in the parking lot of a plaza near a family dollar. Um, inside of his car, police found Kevin's phone and wallet. And the following day, police found Kevin's clothes in a bag in the back seat of his car, his car keys being the only missing items, according to his father, Carl. Which I can't even imagine, like, obviously his dad's probably so terrified in this moment. But then to find his car and he's not in it, but his phone's in it and his wallet's in it and a bag of his clothes are in it like that already has to just be like oh my gosh like as if something wasn't right already like something's really really wrong with you know with this scene as a parent you know when you know you know like yeah your gut feeling tells you something's wrong right especially you know um as far as I'm I know Kevin wasn't one to like, you know, go MIA for long periods of time. You know, he seemed to be very close to like his friends and family. So it was very unusual for this all to be happening, especially on Christmas. You know, obviously it was Christmas Day and he was supposed to like go to his dad's for breakfast. Um, So clearly the alarms were sounding in everybody that he loves in their head. So search parties and police were looking in the area of Sports Creek Raceway, which is located in Sports Creek around 3 p.m. on Friday. And Kevin had worked as a hairstylist at a Flint area JCPenney. He was also enrolled at the University of Michigan Flint, where he I guess, had recently changed his major to psychology. Um, So he was in good spirits. You know, he enjoyed his job as a hairstylist. He was going to school for psychology. He had a good, 
you know, support system of people around him. Um, so it, it's just sad to know that, you know, his one decision of meeting up with somebody off a dating app, which so many people do, and we've talked about in other episodes too, just changed obviously his life and everyone around his life forever. So Kevin Bacon was found dead on December 28th at the Bennington Township House, um, belonging to a then 50-year-old man later identified as Lintunsky. So news spread after, you know, Kevin's body was found. It it was a very, you know, um, crazy story which we're going to get into more details here in a second and you'll know why um but news did spread especially you know the fact that his name was kevin bacon people like how when i read the article title thought immediately that it was the actor kevin bacon so it i think that that kind of made it a little bit more um attention grabbing in the news as well um so he did receive you know, quite a few celebrity tweets about the story, just kind of like sending their thoughts and prayers for his family and everything like that. Um, And even the actor, Kevin Bacon, he gave attention to the local uh, Kevin Bacon posting on Instagram a photo of the 25-year-old with the message, for obvious reasons, I'm thinking this morning about the friends and family of this young person, Kevin Bacon. Um, So obviously news reached the actor Kevin Bacon because I think a lot of people were like thinking that he died or whatever. So he kind of posted and gave his condolences on the whole situation as well, Um, which I thought was, you know, super nice of him because he could have just not said anything. I have to wonder if if this Michigan 25 year old man was named after the actor because he was 25 you know when he passed away so he was younger um so you know I don't know if his parents were big Kevin Bacon fans and they were like our last name is Bacon so let's do Kevin Bacon you know what I mean um yeah I guess Kevin's a common name so it could have just been a coincidence but Uh, there might be a little something to it it's better than like some of the other people where they're like rich richardson i'm like why do people do that right yeah or like mike michaels yes john johnson yeah i'm like seriously (laughs) yeah that's a little too much for me um that and then like the crazy celebrity names you know like gwyneth's uh what's her her name's like apple and some of the some of the um celebrity names are a little crazy too (laughs) but on december 30th uh 2019 latunsky was arraigned on charges of open murder and mutilation of a body in connection to kevin bacon's death so in january of 2020 so that next month more than 100 people, friends and family of Kevin's, assembled outside Swartz Creek High School in his memory. Um, around the same time, information started coming out about Kevin's death and all that got released. So it was revealed um, that Kevin was stabbed in the back. His body was hung from his ankles. So he was like upside down. His throat was cut and parts of his body were eaten, according to police. 
So, yeah. Um, I apologize if that was a lot. I don't know if I should have made, like, a trigger warning as far as, like, because I feel like a lot of people can get queasy just thinking about that. Um, I think it's disgusting that, you know, he kind of hung him. Like, you know how they, you know, when butchers, like, hang the meat? That's just what it reminds me of. Like, like when my husband catches a deer? Yes. Like, it's uh, it's like they hang it by the feet and, like, cut off, like, the meat of the animal. And that's just kind of what it reminds me of. And it's, oh, it's really just sick and twisted. And, and you know, parts of his body were eaten. They weren't even, like, it wasn't like they were cooked. Like, like this man was, like, just straight off eating off of his body which is just um that more effect yes like so disgusting and also like how does one not get like really sick from that wouldn't you think like if you just raw ate somebody's body or parts of their body or whatever like you would get like so sick i mean i would i would assume but i i guess not i don't know I feel like you probably would. Like, your stomach has to kind of get used to it, but I feel it's not normal to get used to that. So, to right. say it's weird. <laughs> right. Like, how does your body even digest that? I don't know. Thankfully, there's not a ton of uh, probably information or research on there because not a lot of people are. Well, I mean, we've had, we have had quite a few cannibal stories just on this podcast, but, um, you know, majority of people are not looking to take a bite out of anybody so they found that the incident happened either late on christmas eve or early into christmas day um, and information that came to the forefront regarding latunsky in the weeks following his arrest uh, showed a history of complaints about his mental health which is not very shocking when you look at the uh the case at hand so Latunsky was known to stop taking the medication that was prescribed to treat his mental health illnesses um, according to the records from the 66th district and 35th circuit courts um so I'm not exactly sure what medication he was on but um yeah he clearly had a history of not taking it and then that obviously affects his mental state and the decisions that he makes a motion filed august 22nd by his former wife emily lantunsky um, to suspend mark lantunsky's parenting time states that he was diagnosed with major depression paranoid schizophrenia and traits of a personality disorder in 2010 and 2012 so all those mixed together, clearly um, he was just out of his mind, especially with not taking his medication. It was also revealed through Freedom of Information Act requests that police were called to Lantunsky's home for 10 incidents in which involved Lantunsky dating back to 2013 um, police would later say that at least on one occasion they were called to the home because a man was fleeing Lantunsky's home in only a kilt 
which I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like very, very random. <laughs> like, I mean, that's fine if you're into, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just so random to me. Maybe it was kind of like a Scottish serial killer thing. Yeah, because I guess he, I guess he would. I mean, what it, to me it sounds like it was insinuating that, you know, like the same way he kind of connected with Kevin in this story was through using dating apps and like kind of um, luring luring the guys to his house. Um, I don't know all the details on the kilt, like, like why that was involved, but apparently, like, his undercarriage gets hot. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess that that's why. But thankfully, this man, that the man who was wearing the kilt, was able to escape. Um, because obviously, I he probably would have end up in the same sad situation that. Kevin unfortunately found himself in. Um, so shortly after Lintunsky's arraignment, a judge determined that he would undergo a competency evaluation, and the evaluation was ordered um, from Lintunsky's then attorney, Doug Corwin, who told the court that Lintunsky had claimed he comes from royalty in another country. So he was just out here making a lot of wild statements. Clearly, the guy was off his off his rockers and going through it mental wise. Not an excuse. I'm not trying to like, like, let me just clarify. I'm not trying to like justify his actions at all, like at all, because what he did was so disgusting and so wrong and hurt so many people more than just Kevin. But you, we do clearly see that he was just very mentally off. So twice in February of 2020, Lintutsky had to be taken to a local hospital from the Shiawassee County Jail because of apparent medical issues. Um, a, mid- a Michigan State Police Trooper was dispatched February 18th to the Shiawassee County Jail after Lintusky was found unresponsive in his cell. And days later, he was again taken to Memorial Healthcare in Owoso, um, this time for a follow-up evaluation. I guess it is rumored that Lintusky had been on a hunger strike, but his attorney said that the rumors were false and that he was eating properly, so I don't know which it is. You know, if he was on on a hardcore strike, like people were saying, or if we believe his attorney, I don't know. But public defender Douglas Corwin said at the time, furthermore, Mr. Lintunsky is under camera surveillance and monitored by jail staff around the clock. In late February 2020, the results of his first competency evaluation were returned and Shiawassee District Judge Ward Clarkson ruled that the defendant was not competent to stand trial. But I guess uh, the County District Judge Ward Clarkson ruled in October that Lentusky was mentally fit to stand trial. So there was a lot of back and forth um, between the people making the decisions, uh, but ultimately they found that he was fit to stand trial, so that's what they had him do. Um, And a year after 
Bacon's death, friends and family again came together to honor their loved one, just uh, making it kind of just more so a celebration of his life, not so much on the um, horrible act that happened to him. And they also painted the flint rock in memory of him which i thought was really nice um and i'll post pictures of that too i'll include that in our pictures so that you know you guys can see the rock that they painted for him in memory um but yeah of no attorneys mark cartier and kurt cross argued that statements made by lintutsky and photos taken at the crime scene at the time of his arrest should be admitted at trial and it was also argued that past encounters men said that they had with lintusky should not be used at trial but judge matthew stort ruled that the evidence could be used i mean i don't get why it wouldn't be used like i feel like why would they not use the past men that were basically attacked by this man to just further the proof that he did this that he lured guys there and then like was like crazy with them i don't know why they wouldn't use that because his hoity-toity lawyer is probably like that's irrelevant right he's just like oh well that's gonna ruin my case so we're gonna try to work against that but it's like well, we clearly, have no proof yeah <laughs> but clearly it makes the case so in march of 2022 um as a trial date approached Lentunsky's case was delayed once again as his attorneys sought another mental evaluation. And Chartier argued the evaluation was necessary because Lentunsky's mental status had deteriorated in recent communications. I don't know. I the whole like mental evaluation thing at this point, it's March 2022. So it's been almost two years since Kevin was murdered. It's like just have a trial. Like I understand, like maybe his mental health is deteriorating now, but it's like it, it was what it was in 2019. Why does his mental status at this moment have to reflect what he did in 2019? You know what I mean? Like I just feel like it shouldn't have an effect on the trial for what he did two years prior. And in May, in a prolonged competency hearing in Shiawassee County Circuit Court, Lintusky was found to be competent to stand trial by Judge Matthew Stort. And the judge's ruling came after testimony from the doctor that evaluated the murder suspect at the Center for Forensic Psychiatry in Saline. So now, flash forward to September 2022, which was just last month, Lentunsky unexpectedly pleaded guilty as charged to open murder and mutilation of a body. The plea came weeks ahead of the scheduled trial, which was supposed to begin on October 18th. And I guess Lentunsky just admitted to everybody, like he just decided that he wanted to admit to everything and he admitted to stabbing Kevin Bacon in the back while both of them were at his home. He says after Bacon had died, he removed part of his body and took them to the kitchen. So the plea came against the recommendation of Lintonsky's attorney. Uh, she was like, 
no, 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 you know, don't do this. Um, but clearly he made his decision. Um, she was, you know, more interested in using the insanity defense type deal at trial. Um, but Lintonsky decided to just come out and admit to everything. Um, he's still due to appear in court at least a few more times. And sometime this month, he will have a review hearing before the county circuit judge where um it will be determined whether he's convicted of first or second degree murder or manslaughter and the upcoming hearing which i guess works kind of just like a mini bench trial will include witnesses and evidence put forth by both the county prosecutor and his defense counsel and once the decision is reached in that hearing lintonsky will be scheduled for sentencing so we'll definitely have to keep you guys updated because there's still more going on this month and I'm sure, you know, in the following months as well before he's completely sentenced. Um, I mean, he admitted to everything, so I'm sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm i sure he's not going to get he's going to get probably first degree murder, I would assume, since he admitted to it. But I don't know if that will help reduce his sentence because he admitted to it instead of just like being charged with it so some kind of plea deal right yeah exactly so we'll keep you updated as far as what happens with that within the following months but um yeah i thought that that was just i mean i'm glad that he just came out and admitted it because you know at the very least it'll not have like a long dragging court process for Kevin's family who's clearly already been put through enough with this whole situation so that's you know kind of a little bit of a bright spot on the situation that at least he admitted it so it it shouldn't be too long of a trial um with the sentencing and everything like that so um yeah crazy freaking story the cannibal part is what really just shook me because you know it is scary like people meet on dating apps and then they go to meet up and it's like clearly this can happen where someone could hurt you kill you but you never really think about them also like eating you after they freaking kill you you know what i mean like this was just a very extreme case uh, of that scenario yeah, the whole time you were talking about it, um, the eating part, the, you know, the cutting him, hanging him, eating him, the whole thing in my head I got was Buffalo Bill vibes. I just kept playing the Silence of the Lambs guy yes. in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I even might have did the whole, like, well, I'm not going to sing the song because we all know what he says. And- <laughs> yeah. As my mom listens, <laughs> but you get the you, if you know you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Might have been a little bit some tuckage, you know. Right, right. Um, so that's kind of what was going on in my head. Um, also, I the city is Owasso. I don't remember how you pronounced it. Oh, I pronounced it wrong. Sorry. No, it's okay. I just wrote it down to clarify that it's pronounced Owasso. Um, I know that because Pat's got family there. Okay. Um, Apologies to my Owasso peeps. I don't. 
I don't like correcting people. Oh, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I mean, sometimes people are like, well, you should, so they know, you know. Right. Yeah. But I don't want to correct my partner and BFF on air. Hey, but... go for it. I pronounced <laughs> it wrong. You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> um, but and then this is actually kind of a funny story. It doesn't really have to do to the case, but kind of a little bit, but not anything at all. <laughs> so earlier, um, my daughter and son and husband were uh, at his parents' house while I was at work. And I text my daughter, hey, just so you know, I'm done with work, but I'm stopping by a house to talk to a potential client that I've never talked to before. So just in case you never hear from me again, this is the last address that I'm at. (laughs) Sad, but smart. (laughs) So while I'm in there, she texts me, huh? Are you okay? (laughs) What's going on? And then I got in the car. I was like, I'm safe. Everything's fine. She's like, you scared me. Like, what is going on? I'm like, well, just in case something happened, I wanted it to be documented where my last right location was. Address was location was. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. I was like, next time I'll text Crystal. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, okay, okay, I got it. I got the address saved. <laughs> text me as soon as you're out of there. I'm giving you like an hour time limit. And then if I don't hear from you, police will be called. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess maybe texting my 13 year old daughter. That was not. <laughs> no, but it's smart. Honestly, like going to anyone's house, like when you're not, when you've never met them before and you don't know them, whether it is like in this case for like a hookup or dating or, or in your case, like a potential client, like anything, it is for sure a smart move to like text somebody the address and like, just so they have the time of when you're there, they have the location, they could have the name of who you're meeting, just all the information. Because I mean, you never, you never know. Or if you have someone's AirPods. Yeah, that too. (laughs) The cops will find you real quick. Exactly. Yeah, bring your AirPods everywhere with you (laughs) because then they'll have your location. Which do you have to set it up like that? Because I don't know that my AirPods have like my location. I don't know. Did we tell the story about this online? I think you did, right? I thought I did, but... I'm going to go back and listen to that week's episode which episode was that it wasn't cloverfield probably the week before yeah the week before and if it's not in there then you have to tell it next week okay but i'm pretty sure you did because i i think we were recording that same day okay i know i did it on my snap story but i don't remember like on facebook but i don't remember if we told it on here to our creepies well, you can tell it again. You can tell it right now if you want. Well, briefly, I found some AirPods in the high school parking lot. And I was in a hurry to get to work. My kids were sick, so I didn't want to go back into the office. My daughter was like, oh, I'll just turn them in the next day. I'm like, good stuff. Don't forget. And I went to work, and they met a client's house, poor old guy. 
and they come and tell me that there's a police officer wanting to talk to me. Come to find out, there was three cops out there, three cop cars out there, two cops. They're like, you don't look like a high school student. Rude, right? And then- uh, How dare they? I'm like, no, no. He's like, well, I go, but my kids, something about Oxford, and I'm like, well, my kids do. And he's like, do you know anything about some AirPods? And I'm like, yeah, I found them in the parking lot. My daughter's going to turn them in in the morning. We were just in a hurry. I didn't have time to go back in. Kind of rolled his eyes, was annoyed. Not at me. That's the kid that called him in. I was in Shelby Township, by the way, which is like 40 minutes from the high school. Turned them into him. I'm like, if the kid would have waited, they would have been back in the main office by the morning. But he called them in stolen, apparently. Note to self, if you find anything Apple on the ground, leave it there unless you're going to turn it in immediately because they will hunt you down at work and surround you. The part that gets me is it's so dramatic that there were three cop cars there for a pair of airpods like it wasn't like anybody's life was at stake or somebody was kidnapped or anything like that like it was a pair of airpods and they had three cop cars clearly shelby township there wasn't a lot going on that day so everyone wanted to see the excitement with the school and airpods if i already told that story sorry guys maybe somebody new is listening and that's the first time you're welcome but yeah, I was a little like, I had to go back inside because it's embarrassing. I was at a client's house and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And luckily they know me. So they they knew like, what could they possibly want with her? You right, know? yeah. Um, my biggest thing was, I'm like, oh my God, are my kids okay as I'm walking to the door? You know? Right, yeah. Especially when they start talking about high school. But yeah, but clearly that officer was quite annoyed that he had to go and deal with this. Yeah. I was like, you can because at first I didn't think I had them with me I was like you can go to my house and pick them up if you want and he's like I am going all right Oxford and then I ended up finding them my daughter's like they're in the car door so I found them oh my I mean God, it's not like dude. they pulled up and I hit them in my ears and I was jamming like hey <laughs> right like oh, you were using oh, them or oh, something. these things yeah here you go <laughs> you know they were oh, you're looking car, for right? these these are my new my new toy <laughs> oh my god yeah no um yeah <laughs> someone said that I should have said that I bought them from the kid for 10 bucks and there would have been no proof but I was like no I'm not gonna lie like yeah yeah but don't... I gave him to the I gave him to the Shelby cop I was like so this way this kid or this parent's kid can drive him 40 minutes to get it because he was or her was careless and dropped him in the high school parking lot I get it accidents happen but don't pawn it off that I stole them from you. I found them in the parking lot. One of them wasn't even in the case. It was like slid across the the pavement. So I'm like, if these get run over, they're gone, you know? Yeah. And- you honestly probably saved them uh, from having them crushed by another car driving by. You know what I mean? Like you picking them up probably ended up doing that kid a favor. Yeah, I don't want to say high school kids are entitled this year, but I feel like, or these years, but I feel like high school kids are feeling more and more entitled. I could definitely see that. Um, Including my kids. Sometimes, like, I put my kids in check. Like, uh, no, I can't just pick the money off the tree in the backyard, bro. I wish. I wish that's how it worked, but sadly, (laughs) sadly not so. Yeah. You know what I did for this money? I cleaned a toilet go clean right. the toilet right yeah exactly <laughs> i'll pay you go 
for real oh my god oh yeah that story is just so insane (laughs) you know thoughts to this kevin bacon's friends and family because i mean how freaking tragic to lose your friend and family member on christmas to like a complete lunatic who clearly tortured the kid like oh just yeah big takeaway guys be very careful when you're uh meeting up with people that you don't know especially i get it you know like the the hookup culture and everything but just really be very cautious just going to someone's house after talking to them for like not very long because it's like yeah have code words text people your location we've said this more than once like Mm -hmm. if crystal tells me she's going on a date and like you know the code and she's like yep i'm like okay exactly if i get if i get it if i get that text i'm not i might not even reply i might just grab my shovel and (laughs) head that way exactly exactly yeah like we've said before because it's so sad how many times we've had to say this in past episodes just because of how often this happens like literally it's so important to like literally make a code with your friends or just say something like you know sadly he did tell his friend in this story that you know he was going he was having a good night and not to wait up and he was like meeting up with someone he met off the app but he didn't really provide her details which i think would have made a big difference you know providing the the address the guy's name even sending pictures or whatever the case may be but um yeah so definitely big takeaway there um also i want to shout out um majority of this information came from milive.com so um yes thank you to them that is a big Michigan news website. Um, but, but yeah, very uh, unsettling, sad, tragic story. Um, and very disturbing also, <laughs> I would have to say. I think all the, the cannibal stories that we've done just makes my stomach very queasy <laughs> researching them and telling them because they're just they're just extra disgusting you know yeah what was our masama or yeah omaima omaima yeah we've had like what i feel like we've done like hers went a lot of it went on the garbage disposal yeah she yeah i think she i can't she didn't eat any did she she did she cooked it with thanksgiving for Thanksgiving dinner, yes. Um, part of her story was like a little bit, well, whatever. I'm not going to say understandable, but like he was very abusive. I go back and listen to the Omaima story, guys, if you want to hear more cannibal stuff. Um, but yeah, we've done a few, a few cannibals. Uh, Brian, what was his name? Brian something. You did one too. We did Silence of the Lambs. Oh yeah, you did that gross guy who sold like hamburgers on the side of the road <laughs> but it was like human meat also guys don't buy meat off the side of the road because it could be yes it could be human or some other kind of meat that is not beef <laughs> he's got the meats he's got he had the meats he for sure did 
<laughs> not the kind of meats that you want though <laughs> well life caught up with caught up with him in prison yeah definitely it, it took a minute but he got his yeah for sure um but he's yeah an ugly nasty looking dude too he's a big boy yeah i mean i feel like you have to be ugly if you're like ingesting that much human meat you know <laughs> you know what i mean like i've never be- met a pretty cannibal it can't be good for the skin <laughs> or for the waistline but i don't know <laughs> um but yeah and we'll keep you guys updated with the story as well uh you know whenever more news about his sentencing comes out um but yeah thank you guys for sticking around and listening to this story um don't forget spare halloween coming up mark your calendars it's a it's this set 20 october 22nd yes it'll be this once this comes out it'll be this saturday Saturday coming up so so be there um, show us your costumes we'll take pictures we'll post them on the website we'll talk about it on the show um yeah, we'll yeah show you come out. in come get your raffle tickets come check us out and it's going to be at the spirit Halloween on 59 in Waterford so right across the street from Meyer it's in the 50 Highland and Pontiac Road cross roads. <laughs> <laughs> My brain was lagging there. So you got it out um, though. <laughs> so yes, come and check it out. Waterford Spirit Halloween on Pontiac Lake. Yes. Be there or be square. Um, but yeah, thank you guys again for listening. We'll see you on Saturday. And then we'll go be back to talk to you guys next week with uh, with another episode. Sounds like a plan to me. Well, until then, stay creepy. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Next to go. Bye. Bye. <laughs>